Welcome, Social Chemist listeners. Welcome to the second part of my discussion on the dangers of 5G radiation with Tim Saunders. On last week's episode, I introduced Tim, who is a public speaker on the effects of EMF radiation on the human body and founder of Omnia Balance, a website that sells accessories to help mitigate these effects. If you recall on part one of our discussion, we dived into the origin of Tim's research on EMFs and his understanding on the topic. We then looked at the National Toxicology Report on the study of rats and assessed some of the limitations people should know when citing that report. This week, we conclude our assessment in determining whether the harm of 5G radiation is based on science or pseudoscience. You'll get a chance to hear about Tim's products and the way they're tested, but not before we dive into the world of conspiratorial ideology. If you stick around to the end, Tim might offer you a special promotion only exclusive to the followers of the Social Chemist Podcast. Like last week, I'll add my final thoughts about the second part of our discussion at the top of this episode. If you haven't listened to the first part of our discussion with Tim, I recommend pausing right now and checking that episode to get a foundational understanding of my guest. So with that being said, let's dive in and question everything with logic. So I wanted to, you know, move on to the next section of our discussion, which is on conspiratorial ideologies. Now, as you know, this is a, a podcast where we assess conspiracy theories from a psychological perspective. And in 2020, the 5G conspiracy theory blew out. And that's how I heard of it. So I'm going to describe it and how I heard it. And I want you to um, help me separate from what's based on reality and what's just based on conspiracy theories. Now, obviously, when it comes to conspiracy theories, you know, the foundation to a conspiracy theory is that there is some truth to the claim being made. However, at a certain point, it just exaggerates into yeah. some like mythical, you know, like nefarious plot. So this is how I heard of 5G, that 5G was a sinister plot being orchestrated by either Bill Gates, the Rockefellers, the Illuminati or the Anunnaki, and that the goal was to depopulate the world. And this would be um, caused, by, like I said, by the 5G and that people would suffer from, you know, cancer, infertility, miscarriage. It would call mental disorders like ADHD, schizophrenia. It could alter your sexual orientation, turn you into a transgender, a pedophile, can alter your political you know, ideology, turn you from a capitalist to a communist. And so mm-hmm. from what I just said, what is what resonates with you and what is just that is just too much yeah good good question um you know obviously i hear all of this stuff being in the business that i'm in um i think when you talk about conspiracy right i just try and get down to facts and everything Mm -hmm. else is just like well i'll file that under you know is there a mounting body of evidence that we can make an assumption on or not right so with 5g what we know is this right what we know is that they're turning up the frequencies from what had a limit of 2.6 gigahertz, I think, as 4G, right? They're turning it up. I mean, I've just seen the prospectus that's come in that's saying we're about to launch 26 gigahertz 5G, right, in the UK. That is a 10 times increase, right, from 2.6 gigahertz limit to bands of 26. And I think this next band goes from 26 up to 40 gigahertz, right? That is a huge jump because the previous jump was from, from memory from something like 1.8 gigahertz to 2.6, right? So it was only really 0.8 gigahertz more electrical power or, or frequency, right? And now we're going up 10 times. And the thing I've, I mean, I've told you all already that there are two resources that people can look up which show that there are biological studies that people should be aware of that are being ignored by governments and the telco industry and the authorities like the FCC or in the UK it's I think Public Health England all these people are giving out these messages saying it's absolutely safe non-ionizing radiation is no problem blah 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 right but the people who are challenging that are not just making stuff up they're going there with pretty solid evidence and 
There are two court cases that people should be aware of. Um, one is uh, a company called the EH Trust. And generally, when we take things seriously when they get to court, right? Because then it's like an independent arbiter of the truth, right? It's, I don't know if, if I can agree with that statement because okay. the standard of evidence for court and the standard of evidence for the scientific method are different. And this is noticeable when it comes to the anti-vaccine movement where they will cite that certain court cases have been won and so therefore vaccines are dangerous. The thing with that is that when it comes to court cases, the goal is to convince, it's not to prove. And a good example that I use so people can you know, visualize what I'm trying to say is the case of Casey Anthony. I don't know if you ever heard of Casey Anthony, but um, she was essentially no. a, a mom that killed her child, right? And the evidence proved, like there, there was sufficient evidence that she had killed the child, right? It was like, it was well known, like it was obvious. Now they found her not guilty for whatever reason. However, like I said, it was public opinion that it was obvious. Like it was almost as obvious as when, um, what's that footballer's name? Damn, I, it's, it left my uh, mind. OJ, OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson, there you go. Right. Like, you know how yeah. old, like it's like it was that obvious. And mm. so when we use court cases as you know standard of evidence to prove something, again, we have to take into consideration that courts are meant to convince, they're not meant to prove. You just have to find a correlation. So when when we use court cases, that's something that we should keep in mind when, when we say, you know, uh, this court says that, because again, like I said, the standards are less than the scientific method. Okay. Yeah, look, uh, th there's, there's legal cases that have been farcical and everyone's known what the real truth is. And mm -hmm. there's loopholes that have been found in all sorts of things. But maybe all I should just say is that this is what the case court case was and this is what the judge ruled, right? So the EH Trust, which is ehtrust.org, really interesting uh, resource for anyone who's curious in, about finding out more about the scientific studies that have been done on the body and, uh, and on rats, ehtrust.org, they sent all of the papers that they had to the FCC and the FCC never revised their standards and their safety uh, recommendations. So they took them to court and they won. And so the FCC had to then, I don't know what they had to do, but they had to make statements that said, well, actually, you know, it's not as safe as we thought or something. But the same thing is happening in the UK, uh, where there's this group called Action Against 5G and a very famous QC barrister called Michael Mansfield, I think is taking the government to court and saying, hey, you didn't look at these reports either. And the only way of us getting any coverage on this or any common sense in their view is to take people to court. That's the, you know, the world we live in. If, you know, no one's going to own up to any negligence or... Look, where I come from, right, the whole thing is either one of three things. It's either incompetence, right, which you could sort of say, well, you know, we tested everything. It's non-ionising radiation. It's absolutely fine. You know, we didn't know it's incompetence because you know already that I, I'm in the camp that this is doing harm, right? So mm -hmm. I'm just going to give you my perspective, right? So... It's either incompetence or else it's deliberate negligence, which we know corporations are very capable of. The bigger mm -hmm. they get, it seems the more that they can steamroll yeah. their truth, right? And just and, and close down all of the dissenters or any objectors, right? Or it's a conspiracy to do harm, right? Which you mentioned earlier on, you know. Now, the only thing I can say about the conspiracy to do harm is... Well, look at the fertility studies in the bioinitiative study. Look at those and just say, well, as a human race, if we were in a room, you know, let's say 12 people in a room and someone came in and said, listen, you know, and, you know, 12, 12 completely independent people, independent of government, independent of whatever, just family people. And you just presented some evidence saying, look, there's some hardcore evidence here that says that that thing there that's beaming information into all our wireless devices is causing infertility then you would make movements to do something about that and actually what you know the opposite is happening which is that those you know if anyone one of those 12 people even so much as mentions their truth on youtube they'll get banned they'll get banned from social media they'll get banned from everything so look it's a dangerous topic what i'm talking about but i i've got to stand for something and ultimately what I know is that 
Well, I stand for good news, actually, which is that if you know the right science about the radiation field, then you can move that magnetic zero point back to the absolute geometric center of the vibrating EMF field. And once you've done that, the body responds extremely well. And that's what our product, the Omnia Radiation Balancer, does. We test it on the heart, the blood, you know, muscle strength, as I said earlier on. And so I stand for a positive message, which is that we can... And I know this is going to sound really simple and trite and ridiculous. The simple, the better for the listener. Yeah. But imagine that your body is a big radiation field, right? Okay. Uh, you know, we mentioned this earlier on. You consciously are in control of whether you smile or whether you frown, right? You frown or you scowl. Depends right? on, on, on the reason. You know, there's, there's external factors I won't consider. You know, if you get fired, you know, I think you're not going to smile in that situation. There's several factors that, that we should consider. You're always, you're always in control, right? You're always in control. Some people get fired, you, you, <laughs> you're mm. loving it because they get, you know, severance pay and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But yeah. you, you get the general gist mm-hmm. of what I'm saying, right? Which is that as conscious beings, we're, we're in control of whether we're frowning or whether we're smiling, right? And, mm-hmm. and we know, we can feel the different energy in our bodies when I just say frown you know you feel a frown it's a contraction you know it's a and then you feel a smile or a laugh it's an expansion it's it's those two different types of energy that we can control in our bodies and I guess what I'm the reason I'm trying to say that is that if you can understand how to turn the frown of EMF radiation into a smile something that resonates well with the body and then you can test that it it does have a positive impact then that's the good news. That's what I stand for. I'd rather not talk about conspiracies and everything else, but I do stand against technology that hasn't been safety tested. You know, there's, there's one fact that is, it needs to be known by everyone, which is that there is a guy called Senator Blumenthal, and he had all of the 5G telco guys lined up in a hearing, an official hearing in the USA, and he said, guys, I just want to see the safety studies you've done on 5G. And there was five guys all sitting down and they just said, we haven't done any. And he said, well, wait a minute. You know, you're about to put this multi-billion dollar network above our heads. You know, one cell tower on every street corner, because like you said before, the wave fields don't travel very far because they're going so fast and they don't last like radio does. Um, you're about to put a radiating cell tower on every street corner. And how much money have you spent on safety testing? And they just said, we didn't. Um, so that's not right. Whether that's a conspiracy with a guy behind a curtain, you know, just going, ha ha ha, you know, we'll, we'll put our evil network in and depopulate the world. I don't know. I don't think so. But um, ultimately, you've got to call it out when something's wrong and something is immoral. You know, we wouldn't get in a car that hadn't been safety tested, right? We're not allowed to get in a car that hasn't been safety tested. So why should those rules not stand for 5g but they have been tested in a sense because again we, we go back to the rat experiment they showed signs of cancer but we also have to consider the limitation that, that i mentioned earlier you know the size of the participant which is smaller obviously because it's a rat you know how many I, how many people do you think that hold a mobile phone know about the national Ta- toxicology program oh i, I uh, findings probably I mean, not a lot probably not. hardly any right yeah so it's only people that research it like yourself mm-hmm. and me that, that would know about these things. It's like, it's a little bit like cigarettes and or tobacco industry and cancer. You know, eventually all cigarettes had to have a disclaimer on there saying, hey, if you smoke these, you're going to get mm-hmm. sick. At the moment, we're in a situation where that forewarning or that, you know, kind of that, that warning just doesn't exist because no one's accepted it as a truth or not. And I, th- I think personally, I think the reason why they're not accepting it is because they don't know the true science of the radiation field. But, you know, I would say that because, you know, I feel like we've got something to contribute in that area. But I welcome anyone stepping forward and challenging me on that. And I, I can put you in touch with the inventor and you can have a good old physics battle. But, uh, yeah. but, that, yeah, but, but that's where we've got to get to. We've mm-hmm. got to get to a point where it's like, well, hold on. If it's not, if non-ionizing, non-thermal radiation is causing this trouble in rats and therefore us, then what is it? What's the problem with it? And, and then I would like to think, how can we fix it? And that's where my product comes in. 
I can't say that we fix it 100%, but if you look at our test results, it's, it's close. So a lot of you know, great points that you mentioned there. And one of the questions that I really wanted to ask you is about your messaging when it comes to 5G. Now, I am not sure if you're familiar with the anti-GMO movement, but what essentially they say is that GMO is toxic. And if you eat it for a long period of time, you end up developing a number of, you know, ailments, you know, cancer, infertility, miscarriage, schizophrenia, autism, all you name the illness, it causes it. Now, among mental health professionals and researchers of conspiratorial ideology, there's a concern that such a movement like the anti-GMO movement is causing people to develop a food disorder known as um, avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, where people will obsess over avoiding GMO food because, you know, they think that GMO is dangerous, the preservatives are going to kill them, the chemicals are there to harm them. And because of that, they will reduce their caloric intake and, you know, it becomes absolutely detrimental for their health. Like people, again, become, you know, anorexic and stuff like that. It's a very um, unfortunate mental disorder. With that in mind, when it comes to 5G, I've seen a similar behavior of avoidance where people will leave their communities to live in some remote land where there's no like EMF radiation. They don't bring their like microwave. They don't bring their wireless router, but they will bring their cell phone, which I find, you know, very interesting, you know, so, so they can document their, their daily lives. Right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, everything except the cell phone, yeah, which everything... just happens, happens to be the, the most powerful radiating device that exactly. you can touch. Yeah. Okay. But um, um, in, in that, Mental health professionals have identified that as a form of radiophobia. And one of the most prominent cases of this was that of Steve Jobs. Now, I don't know if you know, I think you know who Steve Jobs is, right? I certainly do. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners who aren't aware of him, he is, or he was the CEO of um, Apple, and he was diagnosed with cancer. Now, at first, he was offered mainstream treatment. He was offered um, radiation treatment. Now, he denied that at first because he wanted to try a holistic naturopathic approach. However, his condition got worse. And by the time he wanted to do radiation treatment, the cancer had already expanded throughout his, like, most of his body, and it was already terminal, which is a decision that he regretted. With that in mind, Tim, is this a reasonable concern for mental health professionals and researchers of conspiratorial ideology? And if it is, how do you make sure that that's not the message that you're promoting? And I know that was a lot. I'm so sorry. Wow, that's a big, yeah. So, so just breaking down that question, do I think that we should be warning people against 5G or, or is, that, is that the crux of the question? Is your message about telling people that they should be cautious about 5G or EMF radiation, or they should be afraid of it? Um, ooh, uh, so I much prefer to let everyone make their mind up. And I know that sounds like a cop out or, you know, mm. avoiding the question, but everyone has their own sovereignty, right? You know, I'm not a force feeder in any way, right? But what I will do is say, these are the things that are important to me you know, and the reason why they're important to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll stand for something, I'll say, listen, there are many reasons why we should be basically calling out 5G as something that is not safe, right? There are many reasons. First of all, the thing that I've mentioned earlier on, which is the, the rat studies. Um, secondly, the studies that I've done on testing my product have, have shown me very clearly that the electrical currents in the body respond to the electrical currents in the phone and the, and the laptop and the everything else, right? So those things. And then the third thing, uh, which is if you go in front of Sen Senator, Senator Blumenthal and say, we haven't done any 5G testing, we haven't done, spent much money on it, we thought that was someone else's job. And then that other person says, oh, no, we thought it was your job. And it goes round and round like that. It's like, well, we're not being looked after in that situation. And that isn't right. So when I, I much more stand for things that are wrong or right. OK, if it turns out that the whole telco industry turns around and says, right, you know what, we're going to spend a billion dollars on safety testing and it's going to be independently arbitrated and we've just done it. And here it is. Everything's OK. Well, that's what we want, isn't it? That's all. That's all we want. But until that happens, I'm I, yeah, I'm going to tell people that there's information they should know. And if they 
they can react however they want to that information. They can be scared about it or they can be proactive and go and do something about it. You know, you can have a look at our product as well, which we hope they do, obviously. But find a product or something that works for you. If going and living off grid works for you because you're scared about it. Look, I'm not trying to promote fear, but there is sometimes a reason for fear, which is to actually correct things and, and make sure you set things back to balance and centeredness, you know, set things back to something that's right, that's in harmony. You know, at the moment, we're not just polluting ourselves, our bodies, we're polluting the whole of our environment. It's funny when I hear people talking about net zero and getting carbon down to zero and everything else. And yet 5G is just putting a, a mast up every two miles or whatever, which is radiating. And even though it's a, on a low heat, it's still providing more you know, unnatural heat to the environment than was there before. So it's like one rule for one thing and then another rule for others. And, and there's no consistency there. So I would just say, wake up. Don't, I wouldn't say be curious or be fearful. I would just say, wake up, have a look at these facts and then make your mind up. I've made my mind up, which is that I'm against 5G unless it's been safety tested. That's my that's my position there. I can squeeze an answer out of you, but you know, how do you make sure that that's not a message that you're enabling? Because again, you know, you can spread your message, but people will receive it in a, in certain ways. And I think we need to be cautious about how we provide our information, which is something that I, I take you know as a heart. You know, when I do my podcast, I make sure that you know the information that I provide is you know is is informative and accurate and does not harm that people don't take it to the extreme again well yeah it, i mean look triangulation is important right mm -hmm. it, 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 you can't just have one instance where you go over the hills and far away with that one thing and say mm -hmm. right that's that's the end of it so i look for lots of different pieces of a jigsaw puzzle and when it's you know complete to the point where i'm thinking well all of that isn't right then i will stand for it right i, I wouldn't do it in any other way so I hope that I've given enough examples of where there is doubt, where there is things that are inconsistent and, um, and need to be improved. And look, I'm not an influencer like, a I don't know, a, a Tim Ferriss, you know, who is very influential. You know, yeah. if, you, if, if you look him up, he's, a, he's written books and he's a, a kind of media personality. I'm no one like that. But, you know, I'm on your show telling you what I know. And, um, and, and that's where I stand. And I respect anyone that turns around and says, well, I'm not bothered about it as long as they've looked at the, you know, the, what I'm saying, because all of the information that I've imparted with you today has been hidden. We're not seeing anything in the mainstream saying, hey, you know, we should be wary about this. Nothing. You're only going to hear it from people like me who had a reason to care about it, looked into it and then dug up some relevant information to share. When it comes to, I know you, you don't want to focus too much on conspiracy theories, but just when it comes to how people in the last, I think it was in 2020, when people were burning down cell phone towers, has that action and like conspiracy theorists affected how people perceive your message in any way? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's totally irresponsible, isn't it? It's like, you know, anyone that riots for a cause then ruins the cause, right? Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. Um, and you get labeled a a cell tower burner you know it's a it's almost like it's a system of self-defense on behalf of the perpetrators right they almost you know you could always imagine them doing a false flag and saying hey look guys could you just go and burn that cell tower down we'll we'll cover it in the media and then anyone that, that fights against 5g will be labeled you know just a cell tower burner just as mm -hmm. you might be labeled a vaccine denier or uh, sorry vaccine hesitant or a holocaust denier or something like that it's a mm -hmm. label it's a label. And that's how they manipulate public opinion, funnily enough. So I don't support anyone that tries to burn down cell towers. That's a stupid thing to do. What I do stand for, though, is sharing information that needs to be validated and a consensus needs to be arrived at with all the facts in place. And then people need to take responsibility for what happens next. You know, if there's a telco company that's earning billions and billions of dollars, then it should accept some responsibility for then making sure it's as safe as possible, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way the world should be. And that's not the way the world is right now. However, burning down cell towers, that's not going to get you anywhere. You know, it's just going to turn all public opinion against, because everyone's looking for that trigger action. They're looking to put something in a box very quickly, very conveniently and move on, 
right? As soon as you see someone burning down a cell tower, you just think they're nuts, complete madness. Of course it's safe, right? I'm going to hate anyone that comes up with any, you know, anyone like me <laughs> comes up with any, any counter narrative yeah. against that. And that's the way that opinions are formed. So yeah, it's, it's not helping anyone. Yeah. And I agree. You know, I think any form of extremism can, can harm the overall message. You know, I, I don't, to my knowledge, I don't know if your camp is filled with people like yourself compared to what the mainstream media has, you know, told me. Because again, like I stated earlier, um, when I first heard of 5G, there was wild claims and people burning towers. And that's what I saw. And, and I would engage with anti-5G people, but it would be very hostile. And I don't know if that's just a minority group or most of the people that are advocating for safety in 5G research make the majority in that community. So, you know, it is a very interesting um, question to, to research and, and one that, you know, if anyone is listening, should, you know, any behavioral scientist is interested in researching, will make a very interesting topic. Hmm. So, you well, know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, look, there's lots of people that get triggered, you know, and they have something that's unfulfilled in them and it's like they want something to rebel against mm -hmm. along comes 5g and then suddenly it's like yeah great i've got my cause and then they you know burn it uh, to the ground burn it to the ground and, and and that that's just well that's not where i come from and that's not where the people that i you know i mix with a few people who are trying to mm -hmm. legally obstruct the erection of all these you know 5g towers and everything else around things like schools because they're like, well, our kids are going to schools and being blasted by this stuff and they object to it. That's the way to do it is to go to your council, go to your whatever and object and put the evidence in front of them, but also try and make them responsible. Because if you say, right, well, my kid got harmed by that and I, I made you responsible, then you can take action against them. Look, it's the, the trouble is it's, it's like, um, excuse the expression, but it's like farting into thunder at the moment. You know, you try first. and you try and take on the might of, you know, the combined forces of the media, the government, the telco industry, you try and take them all on. There's not a lot of ways to get yourself heard. Or, you know, and I mentioned the two court cases that have just come up, which, you know, I'm following quite avidly, because I hope that some kind of common sense and justice is going to prevail in that situation. But um, yeah, the, the burning of the cell tower, well, maybe that there are some people that just think that's the only thing that's available to us. That's the only thing we can do. No one else is listening. I don't know. But, uh, but there's definitely going to be some victims out there that are just like, yeah, this is my new cause. Everyone's different. Yeah. And, it, and it's become, you know, very dangerous because I've seen videos where cell phone technicians, you know, they're, they're just doing their job. They're just regular people like you and me, and they get harassed. And it's horrific because they're like, oh, you know, you're killing us, you're murdering us, you're doing this. And like, no, they're, these are just regular people trying to support their family. And that's one of the dangers that I find of conspiratorial ideologies when it, when it becomes, you know, a form of extremism. You know, we, we see this with, you know, anti-vaccine, we've seen it with the anti-GMO and with the anti-5G. And so that's one of the things that, that I wanted to, you know, explore with you, you know, the dangers of, of such behavior. And, you know, I'm glad that the position that you take and that you stand for. Now, if we can deviate a little bit when it comes to news information, because you said that it is true that mainstream media does alter the way we think of things, the way we view things. At the same time, mainstream media is not where science begins. When it comes to mainstream media, you know, whether it's, you know, the BBC, CNN, you know, uh, MSNBC, they um, have research analysts that look for research that they can find and has, you know, good methodology behind it. And so they present that research. My question is, are you blaming the mainstream media for the, um, the lack of coverage on your stance? Or are you blaming mainstream science, the scientific consensus when it comes to EMF radiation? I, I hope that question made sense. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think, I think it's both. Right. Because, listen, in general, when it's when the stakes are high, the science that you believe is the science that you're sold. Right. It's it's not necessarily the right science. It's the science that you're sold It's the amount of money that goes behind a scientific theory or model or anything. That's what you're sold. 
And at the moment, I would say that we're all being sold that EMF radiation on any level is non-ionizing, therefore cannot possibly be harmful. And I would say that from all my investigations and my own tests, I'm sure in my own body and mind that that's not true. So who's culpable? Well, it's just a combination of, um, you know, it's, it's a combination of, of corporate greed, scientific ignorance, if you like. You know, look, I'll tell you a story about the inventor of my product. He basically went back to his Max Planck Physics Institute and said, look, you know, I've got all these new models. And he thought maybe he'd be hailed as the new Einstein or Tesla or something like that. And they, you know, they basically pretty much they didn't throw him out, but they, he just couldn't get anywhere. And I've heard this from many other scientists, which is that there is a filter within science, right? And it's like, if it doesn't meet all of these objectives, then we just throw it out. And it's almost impossible for him to get his papers published in all of the mainstream journals because, you know, effectively, now, now you could you could turn around and say, well, that that might be because his science is rubbish. Sure. Could be. Uh, I, would, I would look could, at could, methodology. Could be, could be. But many people who are on the alternative science who are basically in poverty because they can't mm. get anything heard that they're, they're trying to put out there, they say the same thing, which is that all of the scientific principles have all been kind of agreed uh, because they perpetuate the corporate world that we live in, the corporate world of pharmaceuticals uh, and so on, right? Where the only thing that can treat the body is more chemicals, right? But I would disagree with that because I would say, well, actually the energy is, uh, basically the body is made up of lots of tourist fields of light that need to be spinning in the right balance and centeredness in order for us to be at our best. And then effectively our bodies will do the rest, our immune systems, everything else. There are exceptions to that, obviously, but yeah. different ways of looking at things. It mm -hmm. just depends on which one you're sold. If, if, yeah. if tomorrow all the newspapers said, hey, look, you know what? Aspirins are rubbish. They never solve headaches. Go and meditate for, for 20 minutes a day and, and that'll sort you out. Everyone would go off and do that, right? Because the mainstream tells us to. We are more programmable than we realize much more programmable yeah. than we realize. That's a simplistic way of looking at things because, you know, in a hypothetical situation, if um, they said that, you know, Tylenol, for example, didn't work, didn't really cure headaches, it wouldn't necessarily mean that you know, then meditation automatically gains any like validity. When it comes to, you know, the scientific method, you know, as a, as a researcher myself in academia, look, as I stated before, I am not a, a STEM scientist. However, don't you think that we are in a limited position to make claims that science has been bought by whatever, you know, big science, for example, because that would imply that everyone that's currently a STEM student in academia and all scientists have been brainwashed in a sort of way. And to make that claim, for one, you would have to be engaged in some sort of STEM and biology and chemistry and physics. So is that a limitation that we should consider when making such a statement? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the danger, right, is that you start from all the wrong building blocks. And if you start from the wrong building block, let's, let's just take my example, which is that, you know, the atom, is mm -hmm. it a proton, neutron, electron, and nucleus in the middle? Or is it the inverse of that, which is actually empty space in the middle with a magnetic steel point? and then a spinning torus field of light or electrical current spinning around it, right? If you take one model, the atom with the, the nucleus and the proton, neutron, electron, and then you build all your assumptions on top of that, then you get models on top of assumptions, on top of theories, on top of whatever, and everyone's going in a guesswork um, spiral, right? And if you start from the other point, which is the electrical point, and you know the, the, the point I described, then you would go down another route entirely. Now, which one's correct? Well, they might both resonate with each other and overlap with each other at certain junctures and points. But I guess it's tough because no one wants to be wrong, do they? No one wants to be wrong about anything. And if you're a physics professor having taught you know, physics for God knows how long and someone comes along and says, I've got a new <laughs> starting block. We welcome that. No, you're we... going to resist that. No, you're not. You're going to resist it. You're we... just going to be online. You're going to be jealous of the other person coming along with a new thing. No. Yeah, oh. I, I don't. When it comes. I'd love to think you were right. I'd love uh -huh. to think that everything was open mm -hmm. for discussion. I would love that, but I don't see an awful lot of evidence for it. Maybe you do. 
I can't speak for, for STEM, but I can definitely speak for psychology when it comes to, just think about how far we've come from understanding the human mind. Back when um, Sigmund Freud talked about you know consciousness he talked about the id the ego and the super ego now science has evolved and now we understand that no it's not the id the super ego or the ego no there is you know we have there's chemicals in our body on chemicals in our brain you know there's there's neuroreceptors which there's different you know parts of the brain that work in, in certain ways different regions of the brain do certain things and so when it comes to you know science understanding you know the progress of the human body we we most definitely welcome that there's no there's no challenge we you know science is a self-correcting process and it always has been you know no person is correct what we're trying to see is if the scientific method that they have used is applicable repeatedly through a certain amount of times and I think the position that you hold is a little bit kind of dangerous because that's, I've heard the same argument when it comes to Peter Duisburg. I don't know if you know who Peter Duisburg is, but he was a, he's an HIV denialist who um, has a PhD in biochemist, I believe. And his stance was that AIDS does, is not caused by um, HIV, that it's caused either by, you know, drinking alcohol or, you know, your sexual lifestyle. Now, since then, science has progressed. We know that HIV causes AIDS. You know, it's scientifically proven, you know, the scientific consensus tells us that. However, he holds the position that it doesn't. And the reason why that it doesn't is because science has, you know, rejected him. They, they, it's a sinister plot, whatever it may be. But again, it's not the people that we're believing, it's the studies that they have done. I don't know if you want to add some input into that. I think whenever you look at studies, you've also mm -hmm. got to look at where the money is coming from for those studies. That's all I would say about that. Like money can be, I mean, it, I'll give you the classic example of that. Mm -hmm. There are studies that were funded by Motorola that found that no harm was done to rats. Right. On the flip side of that, you've got thousands of studies that weren't funded by most. But I've got to be careful here because I, I mentioned something that don't, know, don't, ultimately, no. ultimately, I don't want I don't want the industry dragon coming down and you know, crushing me uh, under their very stay away um, industry. We don't want you here. You're not well. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like uh, I, I guess the point I'm making is that uh, and this is something that the EH Trust are, are very big on is like follow the money, you know, follow the money, see who's funding certain studies and see what they have have to gain from it you know we're, i'm not naive enough to think that someone could fund a study that basically means that you spend more money on uh, on pharmaceuticals that is unfortunately a, mm -hmm. a, a, that's my world that i live in i'm afraid you know you can call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever but i've just seen too many examples of companies paying for reports to be put out there that then line their pockets or protect them against legal action and um that we can't be naive enough to not be suspicious of that. You know, I'm not saying it happens every time. I'm just saying you've got to you've got to put some own protection for your own consciousness in place to make sure you're not being fooled. Mm -hmm. That's where I stand on that. In a hypothetical situation, if let's say your product was being funded by who knows what, you know, just some massive organization, would that decrease the validity of your product and reliability in this um, hypothetical situation? uh no um i mean it it's difficult isn't it it's like um if my promises or my if what i stood for was picked apart and then debunked and everything else i, I don't know what would i don't know what this example is but ultimately big money doesn't doesn't necessarily mean nastiness and evil stuff mm -hmm. right yeah. but what i do observe is a trend where big money is involved, that negligence and sort of cover-ups and things like that happen. I can't think for, I, th I can't think why anyone that's complaining about 5G would be banned from YouTube. It, well, maybe the burning of the cell phone towers, that might be it. I don't know, I don't know. I, I could. I, it was I could way before imagine. then. Oh, was it? it was way oh, before okay. then. But yeah, but look, it, it happens all the time. It's, it's mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's um, you know, censorship is happening. Put it that mm -hmm. way, censorship is happening. I want to move now to your products. You, you talked about in your website, Omnia Balance, you sell certain accessories for um, the protection of you know, EMF radiation. My question to you is, how do you test the, the efficacy of your products? Yeah, so we, we've done five, four or five 
major tests, we basically inter interrogate the body as a baseline, first of all, right? Without any exposure to EMF radiation fields, we just say, what's the baseline, right? So for example, in our heart rate variability tests, we just see how the, how the heart is at rest, okay? And then we compare it to holding a phone for 20 minutes, right? And then we take same, same measurements. And then the third test is we do the same test, we hold the phone for 20 minutes and we put our technology on, right? So we're looking for the baseline, then we're looking for any negative impact that we can detect from using mobile phones. And then we're looking for any restorative, corrective um, evidence from the third test, right? So what we do is we test it on the heart, we test it on blood, uh, we test it on uh, muscle strength, as I said earlier on, or can applied kinesiology, and we test it on water, which is relevant because we are 70% water. The body is largely made of water. And in all of those instances, we get a negative effect from the EMF, and then we turn that back into a positive effect, which returns the body to its baseline normal um, settings or, or balance or vitality or whatever you want to call it. So those are the tests that we've done. We don't test the radiation field. We don't test the, the strength of the field. You know, there are products out there that try and block all the radiation. But unfortunately, if you block the radiation, then you won't get any data on your phone. But I also do things like muscle testing with products that claim to block all the data and the body still goes weak. So I don't feel that those are a good solution. We want strong bodies when we're holding our phones or typing on our laptops. If that is something that appeals to you or resonates with you, please go on our website and have a look at the tests, but make your own mind up, right? Because I'm fully aware that because science is so subjective or, you know, whatever, that many people could come along and go, oh, they debunked, they debunked applied kinesiology ages ago because of this, this, this. And I'll say, sure, but did you try it? Because only when you try it, will you be able to have your own personal experience, right? And if your body does go weak when you hold a phone and it's, you know, that's shown to you, then you might want to take it seriously without having your head filled with a lot of theory about why something is debunked, right? It's like that feeling sensation rather than the on paper in your mind, false reality kind of situation. Because we rely on information and false reality information all the time for our truths. So that's what I'd say there. We, we show good effects on the, I mean, if you take the heart, for example, because the heart is a big electrical pump, we show that in nine out of 12 of the people that we tested, the heart started to quicken and the interval reduced. So basically it had an impact on the, on the heart where the heart was effectively suffering from stress. And then when our patches were put on our stickers, the Omnia radiation balancer stickers were put on the device, then the heart returned back to normal. So we get very good results on that. And these are things that we hope people will take seriously and, and have a look at. Uh, it doesn't bother me if you look at all our test results and say, uh, actually, I, I don't believe them or something like that. And you, at least you've had a look. But for those who have heard everything that I've said, I hope that they realize I wouldn't be in this situation promoting this product unless I really believed in it. And also I, I could, I could show you something that, um, that adds to the credibility. Um, and those are the tests that we've done. We don't test on the radiation field because radiation can be balanced or imbalanced, but it won't. I, this is the way I, I describe it so that people can get it, right? Imagine that the radiation field was something you could hear. It would sound like an orchestra that was tuning up, right? Everything would be out of, it would be a horrible noise and you'd be holding your ears and you'd be going, oh, what's that horrible noise? But you can't hear it, right? So what our technology does is it tunes the orchestra up, right? So that's making a nice sound that your body, your ears, if they could hear it, say, ah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I like that noise. But we don't reduce the volume of the orchestra. So that's how I'd describe what we do. Like I said, please go on our website and have a look and, and see if that, that appeals to you. Let's say I were to get a product, let's say I, I get a sticker and I put it on my laptop. When do I begin to feel a difference? What kind of feelings would I get with the sticker and what feelings won't I get with the sticker? Hopefully I said that right. And yeah. how, how long would the effects take till I kick in? Well, the effects would be immediate. 
and uh, because it's electric, right? Mm -hmm. There's a there's effectively electrical current in that sticker, which a lot of people find difficult to understand until we explain that physics shows us that everything is a spinning torus field of light, even the sticker. But if you've found the ability to program that sticker to do th things that override the imbalance of the radiation field, then you're being bringing balance back to your body. The other answer to that is a big one, uh, which I'm, I know you're going to find interesting. Mm -hmm. It depends on how much you allow it to work for you. Now, a lot of people will jump at that and go, oh, placebo effect, this, any other, da, da, da. But ultimately, it's something that you have to allow yourself to appreciate and work for you, right? It's kind of like a, there's a feedback loop in there, right? Many of our customers, right? Some of our customers are so electromagnetically hypersensitive that they, I mean, some of them have to use chopsticks on a keyboard, right? Because they can't touch the keyboard. They have to type with chopsticks. Can you imagine that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and they get our product and they go, oh, my God, thank you, you know, because I can type now. That's the kind of thing. That's an extreme reaction to our technology because those were hyper, hypersensitive people. You could say they had some kind of disorder mentally or something. They were trauma about something that was unresolved. And that's why they reacted badly. I don't know. But ultimately, their reality changed. And that's all I can hope for. Right. Other people just go, you know what, I just I just pick up a better vibe. Other people just say my phone doesn't go hot anymore. And that's what we get a lot. A lot of people go, oh, I can't feel my phone. It used to get really hot in my jeans. Now it's not so much. Everyone's different. And by the way, I'm not saying your phone will never, ever get hot if you use our technology. Uh, you'll be careful here because everyone wants a promise that, that is un unachievable. Right. But. Yeah. This is the sort of thing that it introduces to your life. And then other people say, I'm sleeping better. Other people say, I'm concentrating better. If you look at our reviews on our website, there's a section under the About Us. You'll see about uh, 80 reviews or whatever. See how it's affected people in different ways. Because A, everyone's different. And B, the electrical balance that's restored to everyone's body will be interpreted in a different way by each individual. So... That's my very on-the-fence response to your answer. <laughs> um, when it comes to um, studies that, that you've done, have you ever done a double-blind study for your products? Uh, yeah, the, um, uh, the HRV studies were double-blind. And, you know, it's a funny thing because I talked with the applied kinesiology people that I, you know, I asked to do the muscle testing. And they mm -hmm. said, well, one of them said, I should say, not all of them said, I only talked to one of them about this, but he said, you can't remove the mind from the equation, right? You have to have the mind engaged because one thing could be true and the other thing could be true, right? One thing being, you know, your mind could want it to be true, but your mind, mind could also not want it to be true. And therefore your, your mind has to be involved because ruling it out doesn't necessarily give you the ultimate test. So I would sort of say, well, I agree with that, because if you see it and you're aware that something's on there, you still don't know how your body's going to react. Right. And I would always say that with this particular product in mind, imagine that you are a captain of your ship, but you're not the maker of your ship. Right. You're not the maker of your body. The divine creator is the maker of your body via your mum and dad, right? Ultimately, your body is an operating system. We talked earlier on about how you don't know how your fingernails are growing. You don't notice this. You don't notice your food digesting, your liver draining the, the stuff, your stomach processing your food. None of that is something you're aware of. It's all operating in the background, right? So when a muscle test comes along, it doesn't really matter too much whether your mind is on it, whatever, your body's operating system is going to give you a response, yes or no. So that's that was an interesting perspective, put it that way, that the mind should be involved so that we just remove that as a variable or whatever you call it. And of course, water, there's no blind double blind required on that because it's water right but what we what we show in that is that water is actually conscious which is a very interesting uh well, yeah we don't do um double blind studies on 
on water because we're not using that as a treatment. But, you know, when it comes to the double blind study for the listeners that are unaware what a double blind study is, it's essentially where you get a sample of a population, let's say like a hundred, and then you like separate it. And then one group is labeled, you know, the experimental group. In this example, we would be giving them, you know, the OMEA sticker. And then the controlled group, they would get a sticker that's similar to the Omnia sticker, but it's not that, which is the placebo. And then from there, we would see if there's a difference in reaction, if people report, you know, if people in the control group report that they um, uh, are feeling good or not about. Sure. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help people. I'm, I'm going to change my tune slightly and say, no, we don't do that. We don't, we don't do that. So if people need that, then that's fine. I totally understand. Also, oh, you, you so, have not done a, a double blind study. Well, I would say that anecdotally we have like in terms of like what officially we put out there in terms of our, our test results and so on no we don't we don't do that and and i would do it but generally those types of things cost an awful lot of money but you know it one of the things that i would like to do unfortunately kind of covid and lockdowns and all sorts of other things and, and mass hysteria about anything to do with blood uh, kind of got in the way but I would love to do a kind of 20 person blind, double blind live blood analysis. But it's just well, no, very I, difficult I don't even know to do that it, these days. Yeah. I wouldn't even say just a blood analysis, just again, putting your product compared to a replica of that same product, but it, it won't be the actual, you know, um, Omnia yeah. sticker. And then, because what I'm trying to see is if there's a placebo effect going on, because, um, if we don't do a double blind study, you know, I'm going to assume that people that are going to your website and, you know, buying these products already have the notion that these products already work and having customers buying the products doesn't really tell me if the product is effective. You know, there are people that buy ridiculous things on the internet. I don't know if you're aware there's currently people buying other people's urine to detoxify <laughs> their bodies, you know, just because we, we don't this. sell that. Yeah. And I hope I'm glad you don't. I'm glad you don't. <laughs> but just because you buy something on the internet doesn't mean that it's effective. And so with that being in mind, if someone were to, you know, go to Omnia Balance and look at your products, is that something that they should keep in mind that, you know, uh, these products have not gone through a double blind study. And so, you know, there's a chance that um, these experiences. There's a chance could, that what? Uh, there's a chance that what? There's they could a be subject. didn't pass a, a double blind study. Um, everyone has to, everyone has free will, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not pushing a product and saying, you must buy my product. Da, da, mm -hmm. da, da, da. All I'm saying is come and have a look at our test results. If they're good enough for you and you get a good feeling from them, then you decide. And if they're not, then move along. And if you've got questions about them, send us an email. Uh, you know, I'm happy to explain any of them in more depth because they are quite complicated. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, I mean, for example, the blood, the blood study, all of the blood cells stuck together after watching a video of 20 minutes for 20 minutes, all my blood cells stuck together. Now you could say that I made that happen because it's my product and I wanted a negative reaction in my blood, blood, but I wasn't thinking like that at all. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, let's yeah. see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but look, there's so many variables and you can always pick apart anything on the basis of the mind might be doing this or that. But ultimately, you've got to make a judgment call at some point. And what I've tried to do is more like triangulating the, the studies, as in I've got four different disciplines here, blood, heart, water, muscle strength, all of them telling the same story, all of them showing benefits, I believe. If that's enough for you, we would like to help you. Right. And that that's it. That's it for me. You know, you can always pick apart something for being non double blind, blind, double blind, whatever. That's fine. And I accept that. And if it's not enough for you, I totally respect anyone's sovereignty and free will and their decision. I, I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, you know, last question, you know, for people that um, are going to visit the Omnia Balance, what are some things, what are some, you know, I said accessories, but you know, can you just describe some of the things that you said other than the stickers? Yeah, we've only got two products. The stickers okay. will go on anything, a laptop, Wi-Fi radio, uh, sorry, a Wi-Fi router, a phone, an electric car, smart meter. You know, all of these things are emitting very, very powerful electromagnetic fields, which we would say need to be balanced mm -hmm. and brought into the same rhythm and pattern and uh, vibration as the human body. 
to create harmony and resonance. So that's what that you know all of those devices can be patched up. Um, but then we also offer pendants, right, which is a, a wooden necklace thing, a wooden piece of jewellery, which has uh, a sticker inside it with a different instruction because everything is based on kind of conscious technology. That's what we do. Um, and so the instruction is to meet the radiation in the body and set it back to balance every time it's compromised by you touching a phone, a laptop or whatever. We would advise people to do both wear the pendant and patch up all your devices because that's how much we believe in the importance of taking uh, corrective action, right? And then you've doubled down on all of the, the help that you can give yourself. So the other advantage is that the stickers, as long as you, and the pendant, as long as you look after them, the energy within there, it's, it will never run out, right? So it will always be active and therefore it's a set and forget situation except if you lose your phone, don't lose your phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, can't, no warranty on that, I, I'm assuming. <laughs> exactly, we have no refunds on that. <laughs> All right. Um, so for people that, that want to look uh, onto your website, you know, what are the, the price ranges for the stickers? I, I think I saw they come in packages or like... Yeah, if you just want to buy three, I mean, most people have a laptop, a phone and a Wi-Fi router. So if you just want to buy three, that will mm -hmm. make a big difference in your life, we, we believe. Then... It's 54 pounds and don't tell, ask me what that is in dollars. I should have thought, but 54. it's about, I think um, uh, it'll be about $70. $70. About $70. Okay. Yeah. And, and then uh, the six pack is, is 90 pounds. So that's less per sticker than a three pack. Uh, so that would be something like $120, something like that. And then uh, the 12 pack, you know, if you want to go, if you, if you've got a crazy amount of devices, cover in right everything, house, cover everything. But it's a good idea, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, I'm going to say this because I'm selling it. But um, once you put this, the patch on all the radiating devices, all the radiating devices start to talk to each other energetically, and you create this kind of network of good vibes in your house. And um, that's what lots of people tell us. They say, well, the energy in the house has changed, right? And that, that, those are the, some of the reviews that we get. And that's what that's all we wish for is for people to be happy that the energy's changed in their house and they've noticed it. So there is a case for just blitzing your house because A, they last forever, B, you get that network effect. All right. Well, Tim, I think that that's it. You know, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Please tell um the listener, the audience, where can they find you? Uh, thank you, Nelson. Uh, it's really been a pleasure coming on your show and having a great chat with you. Um, yeah, uh, you just head to our website, which is www.omniaradiationbalancer.com. And then on social media, as you've mentioned before, we are just Omnia Balance on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. YouTube, you'll see loads of videos of me talking to the inventor about his crazy theories of the atom and everything else. Um, and also talking about the new type of energy that he's working with, which could replace electrical current in the end, which is another story for another day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you'll see all of our test results and um, interviews and all sorts of other things on our YouTube channel. But yeah, for those wanting to purchase, I'm going to say that if they enter Nelson um, as a discount hey. code, then you know I'm happy to offer a little discount. It'll be 12% off, which you won't get anywhere else. Like okay. You might find a 10% discount somewhere, but 12 Nelson will get you a 12% discount. So you heard it here first. You're very welcome. This podcast. So if you guys are interested, you know, go to Omnia Balance and, you know, get, uh, you know, stickers or a necklace. You know, I, I did see the necklaces. They are, you know, very appealing. So, you know, I, I might get one myself. So, you know. I'll, I'll send you one. I'll send you one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Tim, thank you so much. You know, it was an honor to have you in this, on the program. And I wish you the best of luck in the future, man. Thank you so much, Nelson. Great chatting to you. All right. Take care. Bye. Hi, Nelson here. You just finished listening to the entire discussion between me and Tim Saunders. I wanted to take this time to offer my thoughts on part two of our conversation. The first thing I wanted to address was on the topic of conducting a double-blind study. Now, one of the reasons this is important in determining the reliability and validity of a product or intervention 
is because anytime a claim is made that a certain necklace or pill will reduce any unwanted symptoms, as a researcher, you want to be sure that the consumer is actually experiencing the effects of the product instead of the idea that the product might be working, because this in science is called the placebo effect. For this reason, a double-blind study is the most effective way in determining whether a product is actually effective or if the consumer believes the intervention is effective when it's not. Now, I will agree with Tim when he says that conducting a double-blind study is expensive and time-consuming, considering that you have to get a reasonable size of participants to conduct one, which can be difficult to do, especially if you're planning to do a randomized double-blind study. However, until such study is conducted appropriately, it is with reason to wonder whether the OmniBalance sticker is actually effective or if the customers are going through the placebo effect. In the show notes below, I will leave a link to a video from Simple Learning Pro that will explain what a double-blind study is and why we use it in science and in social science if you want to get a visual explanation. Now, in this two-part episode, a lot of information was said, and while I think it's obvious that me and Tim view science differently, there was one thing above all that I disagree with the most, and it's on the amount of influence Tim perceives himself to have. One of the questions I had asked was how he promotes his message without promoting fear. And I wasn't satisfied with his answer, being that I felt he mitigated his influence since he does not consider himself a popular 5G spokesperson. However, I would argue that's irrelevant because whether you're Joe Rogan or a podcast host with only seven followers, someone is always listening and information influences our decision regardless of who it comes from. This is why on my episode on the gay agenda and pedophilia scare, I made it clear to my audience that when I use the term queer, that it came from an area of respect in academia, not an area of ignorance and bigotry. Because I don't know the state of mind of a person who will listen to my podcast, but I make sure that the information I share is not harming to anyone. I take all this into consideration when I make my episodes, even though I'm relatively small. Currently, the Omnia Balance Facebook group has 968 followers, which I am included in. And so it is safe to say that Tim has a big enough audience to shape their view on things. And so if there's one thing I hope for Tim to take from this conversation, it's not even the double blind study. It's his perception in his influence. At minimum, I would hope he would reconsider his current position. Now for the people who listen to part one and two of my conversation with Tim, how should our discussion be interpreted? Well, I want to make it clear that my goal in having this discussion was not to debate because I am not an EMF scientist, so I would have been ill-equipped to argue against a position I know little about. My objective was to understand him and his reasoning behind his stance and views on 5G conspiracy theories. Also, I want you as the listener to know that while I view things from a scientific approach and Tim views it from an alternative science approach, our one-on-one conversation is not a reflection on the understanding of non-ionizing EMFs. The scientific consensus has agreed upon that cell phones and microwaves, for example, are safe. And as a person with a background in research, I am going to place my eggs with EMF scientists because they know stuff that I don't, just like I know stuff about behavioral science that they don't. I want to take this time to give Tim the recognition he deserves. When I got connected with him, I was unsure if he knew about the nature of my podcast, seeing that we cover conspiracy theories from a psychological perspective. Now, when I had informed him of this, he agreed to come on, and to make sure he understood what I wanted to talk about, I even sent him the questions I was going to ask him, and allowed him to remove any questions he didn't want to talk about. And with that, he agreed to come on, and he even approved all of the questions I was planning to ask him. And this was very telling for me, because While I question the methodology of his products, I don't question his conviction. I genuinely believe that Tim has faith on his products and is not promoting his Omnia stickers with the intention to make a profit or exploit people. The joy he gets when he speaks to his customers as they tell him how their Omnia pendant has changed their life for the better is sincere and because of that, he has earned my respect. I also want to acknowledge that Tim was such a pleasant guy to speak to 
Now, you as a listener got the clean version of our discussion because when I was talking to Tim, I was extremely nervous. And this is because I suffer from social anxiety, which is another reason why I sent him the questions I was planning to ask him because I was hoping I'd scare him away, but I didn't and we had our conversation. Throughout my discussion, I repeatedly stuttered on my questions, yet Tim was able to answer them in the way I attempted to ask them. So Tim, thank you so much for your time and patience. Hopefully, you know, I can improve my speaking skills, you know, going forward. So now it's time to ask the question, is the danger of 5G based on science or pseudoscience? I'll let you, the listener, decide, but I will be interested in on your thoughts. So leave them on the review section on Apple Podcasts or on my Facebook or Instagram page at The Social Chemist. If you resonated with Tim and want to try his products, well, now you know you have a 12% discount on your next purchase if you use promo code Nelson. So use it while it lasts. I don't know how long this promotion will last, but it's currently July 13, 2022, so the sooner the better. If you want to hear more from Tim, I'll leave the links to his appearance on the Talking Show and the Journey to Truth podcast. If you're new to the podcast, don't forget to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you're on and subscribe to get more content on the psychology of conspiracy theories. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed our discussion and got something out of it. I sure did. So with that being said, I'll see you next time as we elaborate and defend our values.